Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise Tim Allen on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. It is a final from American Family Field. The game, the series, and the homestand, and the result today is not good as the Brewers fall again 2-1, to one, and they get swept by the Cincinnati Reds. Welcome in, everybody. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove after last night's uh, debacle, after this afternoon's 17 strikeout performance for this, oh boy, this resurgent Brewers offense. It's hard to get happy after all of that. Less than 24 hours, you've got three losses in the city here. Ay, 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 ay. Uh, what is it? In this series, I, I need to feel better about this offense. I am this close. I'm going to show a little. Uh, do you have patience like I do? Do you have a little more patience than I do? Because mine is wearing thin here. It's Pena, Peterson, Lopes, Robertson, and pitcher spot. Did you think something else was going to happen today? Five through nine, Manny Pena, Jace Peterson, Tim Lopes, Daniel Robertson, Freddie Peralta. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. It just wasn't going to happen. Craig, maybe more of a uh, message to David Stearns. It's not happening with your offense. You lead the league in the number of strikeouts. You are the worst batting average team in the National League. That is a horrendous recipe for success. And you get yet another pitching performance that even with a mediocre to slash under average maybe okay at their best. Um, let's see, what other uh, average to mediocre uh, terms can I put on this offense? Maybe if you were the third to last offense in the National League or fourth to last offense in the National League, you would not be wasting these types of performances here. Seven innings of two run again today. Seven innings of no runs yesterday, and you lose both of those games. I understand Wong and Kane are hurt. 
but it's only Wong and Kane at this point. See what I'm saying here? You're going to have to do something or you will waste this season. Now, again, I want to wait till July 1st, till I really let her lose. I, I really do. There are some, who's, oh boy, who is, uh, who's, who's on the target for you? I mean, who, who is it for you with this offense? Yeah, they had a little resurgence and I knew they would in June. Weather got a little bit better, feeling a little more comfortable and you know, they were going to come back. You couldn't do any worse, but here we go again. 13 hits in this series. Okay, this is three games, 13 hits, 42 strikeouts, 10, 20, 30, 40. That's 10, 20, 30 would be, geez, 10 a game would be only 30. You're almost at 15 strikeouts a game in this series. And one of these games was pitched by a guy that had a 6-4 ERA and a 2-9 and nine mark. And by the way, I, I held that in last night because there was a lot going on with the uh, with the Bucks Nets game. But the amount of uh, love, I hate calling people out like this, but I just have to. I really do. I hate to do this because I I really enjoy anything and everything around Brewers baseball. But I'm really glad the Brewers don't have to play the Reds uh, for another couple weeks yet and face Luis Castillo, because you would have thought Luis Castillo from Euchre, Grindle, Schroeder, and Levering. Oh, my God, the love affair for Luis Castillo. Boy, is he such a great pitcher. Cy Young Castillo. 6-4 ERA and a 2-9 and nine mark. You can't say that about every pitcher that goes up against the Brewers. 17 strikeouts today. 42 in the series, just 13 hits in the series, and only four runs in the series. And you, do you, you know why, right? Because if you want to switch up the variation of Pena, Peterson, Lopes, and Robertson, well, insert Jackie Bradley Jr. in there. That's going to make it that much better, isn't it? Message to David Stearns. You need to fix this because you're wasting a brilliant pitching staff right now. It's a brilliant pitching staff. It's a it's one of the highest quality pitching staffs in all of baseball. Do dare I say bring back Keston Hira? <laughs> You've got Roberts uh uh Sam. Sam Schmitz is here. By the way, my name is Tim. Nice to meet you, Sam. Nice um, to meet you. What uh what what is uh let, let's check some batting averages here. Let me, let me let me check some batting averages. I'm going to pepper you with some some batting averages. Okay, what is Daniel? The love affair with Daniel Robertson is really starting to get to me too. We're on June 16th. Is it 16th or 15th? 16th. 16th. June 16th. Now we're uh, well mid to late June. We're we're over the hump here in June. So what is what is our guy Daniel Robertson, whom the organization seems to be head over heels hopelessly in love with? Uh, he is currently batting 138. Okay, what about Jackie Bradley Jr.? Rough go, starting to see some frustration with him. 
Uh, he's a slow starter. We're not starting anymore. We're yeah. already in the season. Yeah, he'll get going. He starts off slow after the first two months, but he'll get going. Well, 153 right now. 153. So it's getting worse. Yeah. See, he was in a holding pattern of 160, 161. Uh, what about our guy, Jace Peterson? They seem to like him, too. Yeah, he's been great the past couple of games and all that, but uh, 160 currently for no, Jace Peterson. Yeah, No wonder they're the worst hitting team in the league yet one of the best pitching teams in the league. Do you have trust in David Stearns this season? Not in the future, not in our rearview mirror. Do you have trust that Stearns will take care of this this year? Because you can't do this. You can't send these guys out there on a regular basis. You are wasting this. Do you get the feeling it's it's sort of wasting? I mean, they're, they're eight games over 500. I get that, 38 and 30. And a lot of us are happy about that. We're pleased with that. Are we content with that? I'm not content with that. 38 and 30. They should have four to, four to five additional wins right now. Just with a, a half-assed offense. Seriously. They should have four to five. And that's a big number. That's a huge number. You're losing two zip, two one, way too many times. But do, do you have confidence in Stearns in the next month and a half? 45 days until the trade deadline, to fix this thing. I mean, just bring back Keston and get it done. You can't de- He can't do any worse than these other guys. I mean, I know we're, we're a little peeved about the, uh, uh, the, the, the Milwaukee Bucks situation. My goodness. I mean, they, they, this, this offense here, I don't think it's about – I don't think it's about um, – you know, wait for these guys to get going. They're be- they're better than this. I think the team is better than I think the team is better than a eight over five hundred team. Their offense by now isn't it what it is. I think is it fair to say it is what it is now, and that's a term that's thrown around there the last couple of years. It, it hit home. That might be in the in the uh, mildly annoying March Madness next year. Um, but. I mean, they, they are what they are right now, aren't they? Especially from the mid-portion of the lineup down. I don't, I don't know if this personnel is going to get on a tear to the point where we feel really good about the offense. Top half, we have all the, yeah, we have a lot of confidence in that. Wong at the top, Vogel back, I'm okay with, I'm all right with that. Christian Yelich, Avi Garcia, Omar Narvaez, and Adamas. You need more than that. And, you, and, and when you need more than that, you can't – Craig Council, you can't send these guys bunched up together all in the same lineup on the same day and expect to have a power output or surge that day. Did you really – Sam, when you saw this lineup, did you really believe this lineup was going to do any sort – I had zero confidence in this lineup today. And I was proven right by the outcome. Two to one, they lose. Oh, I didn't know you were going to ask me about today, but I was just thinking going into the season, I've never heard of a team say, yeah, we're constructing our roster based on run prevention. Run prevention? So you're just banking on another MVP year from Christian Yelich and hoping that two to three other guys can hopefully find magic and go with and, that? But that's and, a, that's a really big gamble, and now you're kind of seeing you know, what you get. Well, Sam, the crazy thing is, Colton Wong is performing. Christian Yelich, eh, I, I don't, 
I'm still a little open-ended on this. I, I don't know what to think. I mean, he's a big he's a big question mark right now to me. But Avi's performing. Omar's performing. When, when we were looking into the season, we were saying, well, can these guys bounce back, Avi and Omar? Well, they have. You got an addition with Adamas. You feel pretty good about that. You feel decent about Vogelback. Okay, so the, the rest cannot be that difficult. You're going to have to get someone in here. Travis Shaw, did you feel okay with him? Well, after the start, he tailed off. He, he really did. But, all right, 414-799-1250. If you missed it today, you happen to be at work. You didn't miss much offense for the Brewer side of things. You, re- you really didn't. You missed some great pitching again by this pitching staff. Two runs to an offense that's really good. I think the Reds have the best off uh, the best batting average, team batting average, or one of in the National League, if not the best team batting average. They're up there. So the pitching staff outside of uh, in, in game one where things got a little sideways, the last couple of nights, man, the, the, these should have been wins. Clearly should have been wins. So David Stearns has 45 days left. Where's your level of confidence that he's going to fix this offense because it's broken. The offense is broken. This is not my tirade. This is not my rant. <laughs> but it's, it's getting close. I'm going to uh, confess to something a little bit later on in the show. And, and I've, I, you know, I got um, to be honest with you guys. And I, and I made, I made a... Um, a prediction a little while ago that I wasn't real proud of. I kept it off the air, and I thought that wasn't fair to myself. See, I have these conversations with myself all the time. I don't think that that was fair for me to not put that on the air. I told um, uh, one of our producers here at work, and, and I told my girlfriend and my son what, what was going to happen. So I, I will I will confess that to you guys in, in just a little bit. But David Stearns, hey, I have trust in him big picture. I do. But I just wonder if if this is the year that we may come up with some excuses down the line. Hey, the new CBA is, is coming up. We may not have baseball next year. Hey, there's a budget crunch here. Pandemic really bit us. We don't have a lot of money. Hey, the trade market was really thin for bats. All of these things, I'm afraid of that in the offseason. So I'm afraid of those types of excuses in the offseason. I don't think we clearly realize how good this pitching staff is. They are to the World Series pitching staff. Think about that. That's how good they are. This, uh, we're not starting anymore. We're in the season. This is June 16th. That's a big statement. They're a get-to-the-world-series pitching staff, Mr. Stearns. you got to start fixing the bottom end of that broken offense. It's broken. I don't think anyone's going to disagree with me. I'm not happy to say it. I don't want to say it, but you have to say it. How do you justify these batting averages? How do you justify the on-base percentages? How do you justify the OPS? You can't. You, you just can't. 130s. I mean, it's unheard of. 
it's unheard of to have one dude with a 130. Those are pitching batting averages. These guys have, this team right now has multiple hitters under 160. You'd be hard-pressed some years ago to find one of your guys under 160. He'd have been banished to double-A, let alone triple-A. Our bar is that low where we have multiples in here? And it's not, again, it's four or five. That's four. It's comical. It is. That shows you how good this team and, and their potential is. When you have multiple guys offensively doing what they're doing right now, yet they're 38 and 30 in first place. Well, now, in theory, a half game, a half game back. All right, seven nine nine twelve fifty. Uh, we're we're gonna have to break, right? I'm I'm done just f- flailing things out there. Let's do that. Let's have you uh, cool off for a sec. We'll get okay. right back into it. All right, seven nine nine twelve fifty. Twenty thousand plus at American Family Field. The next time there's a game played there, I believe it will be hundred percent capacity. That's good news. That is good news. This pitching staff again is the good news of the season. Now, do you do you feel that Stearns is going to rectify this? He's going to correct it to to a degree, or at least attempt to do so. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post game show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Well, it didn't take ten yesterday. It took ten to lose two to one. It takes only nine today to lose two to one. They strike out seventeen times in this performance. We'll be back here on the fan. Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan, call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250 AM, the fan. Yeah, they fall today 2-1. to one. They lose the series. They get swept in the series, and uh, we're talking about it here on the fan. Okay, so I have to be consistent with... Uh, what I've done the last uh, 15 and a half years on this show. It does pain me when I have to just give my opinion, just like you guys, and that's what these these phone lines are set up for. Uh, it does pain me to, to kind of be critical about a team in which I love. But I'm not going to stop doing that. I have no affiliation with that baseball team. I'm not the flagship. I, I've been doing this 16 years now, and I'm not going to hold back a little bit when it's warranted. Craig Council, for example, Craig Council last night said, hey, you know what? They, uh, they pitched well. There was really nothing, nothing for us to hit. B.S., yes, there was. This, this offense is missing fastballs right down the middle. I've seen it all, all season long. It started in April, and it continues right now to this day. Fastball counts and fastball dead red misses or fouled back or off or late. Okay, so it's those types of things. I can't justify some of these batting averages. I just can't do it. All right, so that being said, i got to be honest with you. Uh, We'll take a couple of calls, and then I'll give you a confession of, unfortunately, um, what I I predicted here. Uh, Let's go to Lisa. Lisa at 799-1250. Are you confident David Stearns? Next 45 days is going to fix this offense because the, uh, the pitching is outstanding. Hi, Tim. Um, I agree. I think the pitching is outstanding. I do think at this point their standards, I guess, are a little low. I'm quite disappointed. We have a lot of talent, and I feel like everybody comes out of the gate 
test in here. Uh, comes out of the gate real strong. Everything's great. The first um, when he comes up to the big leagues, and the wheels just fall off. Jesus Aguilar hitting him out of the park, out of the park. The wheels just fall off. It can't be that bad. Everybody has a bad day, but like Mm -hmm. you said, the batting averages are just absolutely disappointing. With the talent we have, including the MVP, we should be hitting constantly. Oh, yeah, much more. And, And that's the trick in baseball, Lisa, is that it's consistency. Uh, it, it's going to have and flow, and it's going to roller coaster on us throughout a season a little bit. But you, you, I mean, you need to get way more consistent than it is. You had a resurgence here of offense since uh, uh, May twenty sixth or something like that. So the offense the last couple of weeks has been okay, been much better. They went through a home run uh, derby kind of kind of five or six game roll, but after that, there's nothing before, nothing after. Right? Yeah. You know, it it just. It, I don't understand, you know, we can nitpick and say, oh, JBJ, you know, could he get it together or so-and-so or whatever. But at the end of the day, I think it's the coaching somewhere along the line. I think they need fire in their butt, and I think they need to want it because the talent is there. I just – and everybody does have a bad day, and like you said, Tim, there is an ebb and flow, although we have an excellent crew. We have an excellent team, and I think – all the trading, it's like, let's just get a group. We have great guys, and let's harness that talent. And somewhere along the line, it just falls off. I don't understand it. Yeah, it's it's keeping it going. Lisa, thanks for the call. And, and yes, it, it is about it just steady as, as they go. But they're clearly this season they're pressing. There's no doubt. And it, here's, here's the other thing. Let's keep this in mind. Just because around baseball numbers are down is not an excuse for me. That's just not an excuse. Bat on the baseball. In order to hit the baseball and not strike out, bat needs to touch baseball. If, if Again, they're not children. And, and it's clearly they're not being coached like that. But sometimes a more simplistic view is a little bit better. Back to ball skills. I heard Council talk about that when he was talking about his kids. That's what he's teaching his own kids. Bat to ball skills. Then we can work on barrel to ball skills. Then we can work on driving the baseball. Then we can work on situational hitting. But in order to hit, thus the word hit, you have to touch the bat to the ball. 42 strikeouts in three games for this offense, including 17 of them today. Almost, well, it's it's 14. It's 14 a day. You're not going to, again, your pitching lets up this much, which they have been, which is still great. You let up this much. Gee, you gave up two runs. Um, you guys on hold, just sit right there. I'll, I'll run through these. I haven't done this in a while because I haven't had to. <clears throat> Here we go. Uh, April 3rd, Corbin Burns took a no hitter into the seventh inning. That performance wasted in a two to nothing loss. Okay. There's one count along with me Sunday, April 4th, Hauser. 
I'm I'm not gonna count this one. It's five innings, two runs. I, that one, that one. I, I I need to. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna hit delete on that. So we're at one Thursday, April eighth against the Cardinals. Burns six shutout innings on one hit in a three to one loss. Tuesday, April thirteenth against the Cubs. Woody six innings of one run ball in a three to two loss. Look what the offense is doing during these performances. May 3rd at Philly, Hauser, six innings, two runs in a 4-3 to three loss. Tuesday, May 4th, uh, Eric Lauer, six innings of two-run ball in a 6-5 to five loss. Uh, there was an error in that game, uh, which didn't help things. But again, we're at, what, five now? Thursday, May 6th, Woody, six and two-thirds of one-run ball in a 2 to nothing loss. Hmm. Tuesday, May 11th, Freddie Peralta, seven shutout innings on one hit in a 6-1, to 11-inning loss. Thursday, May 13th, Corbin Burns, five innings, one run in a 2 to nothing loss. Tuesday, May 18th, Brandon Woodruff, seven and two-thirds of one-run baseball in a another two to nothing loss Wednesday May 19th against the Royals six uh Burns six innings and two runs in a six to four loss Wednesday May 26th against the Padres Eric Lauer six innings of one run baseball in a two to one ten inning loss sound familiar my goodness then you have yesterday uh Brett Anderson uh what did Brett go yesterday it was all it was all a a, a blur uh, let's see here. Today we had uh, Freddie Peralta, seven innings of uh, two-run baseball in, in a wasted two-to-one loss. Two-to-one loss yesterday in Brett Anderson's performance. Um, here it is. Uh, two-to-one, ten inning. Let's see. Brett Anderson went seven shutout innings. <laughs> One hit. <laughs> Nine strikeouts. You've got to be kidding me. There's like, I think it's uh, 11 of them. There's 11 of them right here. All right, 799-1250. Pick, pick, pick a line. Let's go to Nate. Nate, uh, you're on the fan. Does Stearns uh, get a bat, fix this lower part of the offense because it's hurting him? Uh, Stearns, I don't know what he's doing. Um, I don't even know if he's in the building because it seems like uh, he doesn't see the same thing we're seeing. Um, MVP sitting there um, in the critical part of the game in the eighth inning, swings to two pitches right down the middle. Um, somebody needs to pull him in the office and ask him, is he ready to lead this team? Because if he's not ready to lead this team, we need to get somebody in here who will. Um, Jackie Bradley Jr., uh, I'm about ready to designate him for assignment because it's it's ridiculous. Um, we can we can have Taylor up here, and he can do better than that. Um, or if you want a lefty, we can we can bring a lefty from the uh, from the minor league system to hit 154. I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous, Tim. It's just I, ridiculous. I, I can't figure it out. It's just ridiculous. It is. It really is. And then you got Tim Lopes. You got Jace Peterson. You got um, uh, Daniel all Robertson. These other, all these other people. And guess what? You got Zach. You got Zach Green in the minor league system. He's hitting two. He's hitting two twenty five. Like, well, like, what are we doing here? Like, what? We don't even got the best people in the in the uh, top of the minor league system up here uh, giving them a shot. 
We're giving the bottom tier minor league system who clearly need to be down there. We're giving them shots, and they're not even, and they're not even deserving of them. You got the point now. Just bring Keston back. Just just bring at him this, back. At this yep. at this point, let him struggle. Let him struggle up here because there's no sense if the guys that you're going to have up here are going to do worse than he is. My <laughs> that's goodness. exactly at right. Least, that's exactly right. At least Keston. At least Keston. He's at least Keston. You can see when he strikes out, he's he's somewhat trying. These guys just seem like, oh, okay, I struck out. And what and what is what with Jackie Bradley Jr. swinging right through a fastball? in the game. Been doing it all season long. I don't want to hear this 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 whole thing about I I'm going to hold my peace on JBJ. I'm like, going like to wait. Is, like this is ridiculous. This is this is utterly ridiculous. Like I understand injuries play a part, but my goodness, Christian Yelich needs I'm 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 about I'm about tired of it, Tim. Hey, I'm our singles hitter it. came through today. Our singles hitter with number twenty-two on his back. He came through. RBI base hit today. Like he needs somebody needs to pull him in the office and be like, "Are are you are you okay? Exactly. Are happen. you okay? Yes. Because if you're not going to lead this team, we can get somebody in here who can. Yeah. All right. If All right, Ryan Nate. Brown, if, if Ryan Braun is not called today, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he can hit 154. Nate, thank, thanks, dude. We'll, we'll talk again for sure. It is frustrating, and it's and it's multiples. I'm going to hold my piece on both Christian Yelich and Jackie Bradley Jr. I'm not going to hold my piece on, on the prediction I made, and I'm, I'm sort of ashamed of it, but I'm going to admit it. Self-deprecating stuff. Uh, I uh, told uh, our colleague uh, Evan Heffelfinger that the Brewers would get swept in this Red Series. And and I'm not super proud of that, and I'm not I'm not saying that because I, I want to be right or anything like that. I'm just telling you the way I felt. This team was swinging the bats against Pittsburgh. I, it just you you could see the number of strikeouts. You could see the dysfunction in at bats. I'm telling you right now, it's been since April. This team has a flaw with fastballs in the zone. It's swing and miss on fastballs in the zone. That's a flaw. That's a problem. This isn't spider tack on baseballs. This isn't relievers getting bigger, stronger, faster. This isn't just a slow start. This is multiple players not playing baseball, thinking fastball and adjusting to breakers. That's how you play the game. Thinking fast, especially, as you could say, dead red counts. Dead red, dead fastball. 2-0, 3-1, with bases loaded. 3-2 with bases loaded. And you're not thinking fastball right there? And you react late and swing over the top of it. That's a problem. Guys, it's a problem, and it's a problem with multiples in this lineup. I don't, I don't have a problem with someone bending air with, with a change in a tough spot. I mean, Boxberger got in trouble yesterday to Eugenio Suarez with the game on the line, bases loaded. It's a, he's behind in the count two to one. This, and again, you have to think this way. On the other side of things, Box, you got to challenge him right there, dude. Game is tied. We're in extras here. 
He's trying to flutter bug a changeup that he can't handle. He's already hit a man. He's already walked a man. I don't know who's making these decisions, but they seem to be against every sort of baseball thing I knew. Think about that. Maybe I'm too nerdy about this stuff, pitch selection, but the bases were loaded last night in the 10th inning. And Eugenio Suarez is up 2-1 in the count. If that doesn't scream fastball, I don't know what is. And he throws a changeup and hits him to drive in the game winning run. I don't know who's making these decisions. Or did I miss all the memos? They're still winning baseball games despite all of this. They're still winning a bunch of games. But that doesn't make it okay. Because how much better could they be? They could be the talk of the town, man. They could be. That's where I want to be. That's where, the, that's where this team is capable of being. But with offensive flaws like that, where it's collective players, not just one. One I get. These are four or five or six of these guys that are missing fastballs when they know a fastball's coming. Help me understand this. Want to get one more in here? Sure. (laughs) Let's do that. Richard, it's been a while. You're on the fan. Hello, Richard. Hi, Tim. It is one of the more frustrating seasons uh, that I've experienced with this Brewers team. Can't remember a worst hitting Brewers uh, lap. They are dead last I, in batting was, average and first in strikeouts. That's a recipe who, for yeah, disaster. Just who was in the lineup? Lopes, Robertson, Pena, Peterson. Peterson, Lopes, Robertson, and pitcher spot. That was your batting yeah. order, five through nine. That's that was just you know, I, and, I, and someone has to pay money for that. The sad part is Nashville is just filled with the same type of players. They're all four mm-hmm. A. Uh, Aaron Paris hit, types, yeah. Yep, they're all four A. They they go back and forth from from the big leagues to the minor leagues. They have a day or two where they have success in the major leagues, and they go up, they go bad for two weeks. The problem, the major problem is is Yellick, Although his uh, slugging percentage is mid eight seven eighties, not too bad. His mm-hmm. on base percentage is really good. But there's sure no is. power coming out of his bat, and it's been like this going back to last year. I'm not sure what happened. He he seems to be behind the fastball all the time. Uh, he's fought, he he lost his quickness. Why I don't know. Uh, Bradley, he's not. I, I can't understand that how he can be so bad. And uh, I I think you have to take some action. I I don't put yeah. it all on Haynes. But how can you allow this to go without doing anything? And frankly, I don't know what Stearns can do because there's virtually nothing in his minor league system. It's one of the worst in all of baseball. Still. Yes, and it, we talked about this for years, about Nashville, filled with 4A. Yeah, he's breaking up. All right. All right, Richard, i got to let you go. You're really breaking up. I wish I, wish I could keep you there. 799-1250. I believe that they understand that uh, the the power and the strength of this pitching staff. And I think sometimes I even underestimate what this staff is and capable of. 
Sam, it's sometimes we have to pinch ourselves <laughs> when we're throwing out there these types of pitchers with these types of numbers. I mean, three, four, five times a week. It's Woody, it's Burns, it's Peralta, it's Hauser. And then if one of the two steps up, either Anderson or Eric Lauer, <laughs> it's just an amazing week of pitching. And then let alone the back end of that bullpen, which now I'll give Stearns credit on this. He has been spinning the dials back there. He, he really has been. And they made another move for a, uh, for a reliever today. So, um, Sam, but do you, do you find yourself kind of pinching yourself and saying, wow, these guys, this pitching staff is just amazing. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, I'm only about 25 years old. So, you know, Ben Sheets, CeCe Sabathia, you know, Zach Greinke and all that. Getting to watch those guys was, I was just in amazement. But I've also, like you, I've lived through, you know, the Braden Looper, the, oh man, all these guys that we could just go through. I mean, yep. <laughs> Jeff Supon, stuff like that. So Jeff Juden, yeah. for all that matter. So we really got to be <clears throat> thankful. And we are spoiled with, you know, Freddie, Corbin, and Brandon. But at the same time, that or this organization has to have that same mindset. Like we, like we can't let this go to waste. Especially, it's you know, it's one thing to have a great starting rotation, but it's very rare to also have bullpen arms that are you know some of the best you've seen in decades and all that. So can't let it go to waste. No, and and that's my point here. You just don't want to waste this pitching staff right now. It is good, legitimate good. This is June sixteenth. Okay, you can't say give the offense time because it's only June 16th, but yet not give, you know, the 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 credit to the pitching staff for holding their end of the bargain. I mean, you you could say the same thing. Well, they the, the if you want to be negative, you could say that well, the pitching staff it's only June 16th. It's not August 16th. No. It's June 16th. That's a big bite of this season, ladies and gentlemen. It's a huge bite of this season. We're not beginning anymore. Now we got to make some changes here soon. You have to make changes soon or you're going to waste this pitching staff. And then you'll say, well, you know, we'll bolster that offense next year. We'll come right back at them. Now we'll be a dynamo. Well, I, I, I don't like doing it that way. I like seizing the moment here. And the moment is now. He is making moves. Stearns is. And it's not all about injuries. You can't, you can't, it, it's some about injuries. The numbers indicate that some of, you know, the, the deplorable numbers are based on injuries. Omar Narvaez was on the IL. Colton Wong on the IL. Lorenzo Cain on the IL. Christian Yelich only in half the time. I understand. That ain't, you see a bigger flaw than that, don't you? I mean, it's just, these guys are, these, these guys are, are losing heartbreakers and, and it sucks and it does. And I hate saying it, but this bottom end of this uh, offensive order is, is, is not performing. They're not. And, and I don't know how much longer they, uh, that I can stand it. I don't know how much longer they can stand it. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. talking Brewers baseball today. Also, a tough, tough go for the Bucks and Brewers last night. Will Stearns do something to fix things a little bit here with the offense? 
Well, we're talking about it. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Uh, if, if I'm out of line, I, I'm okay. You can tell me I'm out of line. It's, it's, seriously, it's all right. So t- I'm reasonable conversation here. We'll be back on The Fan. Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and smart home technology simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. You know, I don't care how overall good your record is on a, on a, uh, a given month or a given situation in the season. A sweep at home is never good. Now let's dig a peel a little layer back of that, off that. And that is 42 strikeouts in the three-game sweep by the Reds. Just 13 hits and only four runs. One of these starts, one of these uh, starts here, game two yesterday, was against a guy that's two and nine, a six-four ERA. You may have approached double digits and hits in that one game. And four runs just in the one game. All right. Um, for those of you uh, that think that I might be a little out of line here, uh, just an exercise that I, I will recommend. DVR your game. DVR the Brewers games. And then when I bring up a point, you can go back and, and fact check it and go back and look at it. And I am so sick and tired of just pitches belt high center cut fastball counts that aren't even touched by the baseball bat on think about that on fastball cuts you get a fastball in a hot zone that if you do touch it it's fouled additionally there's been situations this year because all these games are tight you get great pitching Lack of offense, all of these games, most of these games are tight. You're down two runs, nobody on base, and you're up 2-0 in the count. What happened to a team at bat? What happened to a take sign on 2-0? Because you need a base runner, and you're in the eighth or ninth inning. Nope. Swing away, baby. Swing. Even if you do hit it out, you're still down. Take a team at bat. Take a pitch. Team at bat, baby. Come on now. Team at bat. That's gone. That's gone on this team. 799-1250. ABC Audio Video. Play of the game in this one. Uh, well, when you lose two to one, you got to go to the one. And this dude is on a tear, they say. He's getting locked in. He's drawing all these walks and getting singles. Man, they may be right. Might be just taking a little time. But you lose two to one, you got to go to the one. It's Christian Yelich. Line drive base hit. Vogelback is going to be waved around third. The throw is going to go to second. It's one nothing Milwaukee. Well, Castellanos gave up on that play, didn't he? Yeah, there it is on Bally Sports, Wisconsin. Jeff Levering and Bill Schroeder on the call there. But but again, these these are types of things. This These... Things, they're, they're how I watch the game of baseball, and maybe I'm just too invested and too deep into it, but I don't know, just saying. All right, 799-1250, let's go to Pete. Pete, you're next on the fan. 
How you doing? Uh, I feel your frustration. I'm just a diehard Brewer fan. I was at the game last night, and it was like the, the fans weren't even excited at the end. You got Lopes and Robertson and Peterson coming up. It's like, how can you even get excited about that? I mean, it's it's the, the management is between Council and Stearns. You look at some of the moves that Stearns has made. He botched everything up from the start when he traded Trent Grisham, who's pretty much an all-star now, in Davies for Urias and Lauer. So he's been trying to get out of that problem. Then, you know, hand the job to Urias. He throws a few balls away. All of a sudden, no, that's not going to work. So now they go and get Adamas, which hurt their bullpen. Um, Orlando Arcia was their leading hitter last year. There was nothing wrong with Arcia. They traded him to the Braves, and he's hitting 320 in the minors with like 10 home runs. Um, that would sure look good right now. Billy McKinney, who they brought in in the beginning of the year, everybody they thought he was great. He had you know a couple weeks slump. They sent him out, and now he's playing for the Mets, hitting about 280. I would have loved to have Billy McKinney come up in the ninth or tenth inning yesterday with a chance to knock in a run. I don't, I don't know if Stearns really knows what he's doing. Uh, Jace Peterson's been DFA'd so many times by the Brewers. He struck out five times in the last two days. I'd like to know how many men were on base because I saw him watch a third strike looking last night, and then in the first inning today, he struck out. You know, Peterson, Robertson, how do guys hitting 130, 140 have jobs? And Keston gets sent to AAA. What's that? And Keston Hira gets sent out for doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, but these other guys, these other guys wouldn't even have jobs in the major leagues. They they didn't. They were all cast-offs. Pablo Reyes... Tim Lopes, Daniel Robertson, Jace Petersons, all these guys outside the organization. None of these guys homegrown from within. Not a one of them homegrown from within. That's the problem. That is the problem. Now, that's a bigger picture problem, and they're, they're doing their best to rectify that problem. I, I get it. Uh, Pete, thanks for the call. I, I, no, and, and I'm confident they are. But they have nobody that they can bring up that's young like that and just kind of take over. Tyrone Taylor was drafted in 2011, 2012. I mean, that's nothing new. It's taken him almost a decade to get here. He's on the IL, by the way. But you're piecing this thing together, and I applaud Stearns for the theory and the concept because if you don't have the younger dudes in bunches to bring up and kind of take things over at the bottom end of your offensive lineup, hey, you're subjected to going outside the organization. Let's keep in mind, this isn't anything new right now. This is something he's done for the last few years. Go back to the uh, 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 elimination game. Game three in L.A., pandemic-shortened season last fall. Sam, I'm going to put you on a homework assignment. Go, go back to that game three. Tell me who the cleanup hitter was in, in that lineup. You might be able to do it off the top of your head. But just go back, just just for just for, I almost swore and giggles, just just th- this this dude fits right in with the group that's right right <laughs> in the Lopes and Reyes and all these these guys kind of kind of crowd. <laughs> I think he was the cleanup hitter. All right, Jim, at seven nine nine twelve fifty, you're next on the fan. How you doing? 
Uh, I've been better, but it's more important how you are, Jim. This is a rough couple days, believe me. Yeah. Um, If I recall right, Andy Haynes, a while back, was the hitting coach of the Cubs. Yes. And the Cubs literally stunk, just like what we're doing now. So I guess history repeats itself. Why they ever picked up Andy Haynes, I'll never know. Because all he's doing is doing the exact same thing that he did with the Cubs, and the Cubs went downhill. So I know major league teams hate to get rid of their coaches midseason, but the time has come. They show them the door and look for somebody else. All right. Thanks for the call. There's been a couple of hitting coaches dismissed already this year. For those of you that say the Brewers offense just on a slow start, that's all. It's just a slow start. Wasn't a slow start for those guys. It, It was deeper into the season to the point where they say, hey, we've seen enough. New York Mets, our, our friend Darnell Coles for the Arizona Diamondbacks. I'm not calling for anyone's head here. I'm, I'm just saying that precedent has been set way before June 16th here. Did you find that, Sam? <laughs> All right, we'll get, we'll get Roger in here. Roger, you're on the fan. What's happening, Roger? Well, I, I mean, I tell you, the reason I'm calling and upset and we're covering man tim you're covering a lot of ground here today my head is my head is spinning (laughs) but truthfully um you know i i am quite bothered by what consul said i don't want to hear i don't expect out of him to make excuses um and and you know what i'm referring to uh, about pitching being the cause of our lack of success hitting, uh, I I I don't see it that way, and I don't I don't expect that out of Craig. I don't want that out of my manager. For some reason, that bothers me to no ends. Now, um, you know what? I'm also searching. <laughs> What kind of bothers me, too, is you keep on mentioning that we can't expect the pitching to hold up. My God, we need it to, Tim. We absolutely need it. No doubt. We need it to. And if they're not getting the bat on the ball and getting it into play, um, I'm going to ask a stupid question. Is it the players or the coaches? I I mean, where should I put the blame? Um, I need some help here, Tim. I I don't know. A lot of this has to be individual. Roger, thanks for the call. A lot of it has to be individual. It does. It's got to come from within, intestinal fortitude within. You've got to be better. Daniel Robertson, you've got to be better. We can't, we can't just have Andy Haynes, the hitting coach, just wander around you and sprinkle some get better dust all over you. I would say that has to come from within, and then you hone those skills. It's a snowball effect, though, Roger. When you when you get all these guys, they know where the talent level is. I mean, there, you know, there's a big difference between, you know, um, being transparent through the media and answering questions versus uh, transparency in conversations with his team versus transparency and honesty at home. There's probably three different levels there. 
And if you, you cannot tell me that David Stearns is going to go home tonight and just hang out and think that this offense is going to come out of this at the bottom end, the bottom end of this offense. You know who we're talking about. He, he just simply cannot do that. All of these guys are not going to work out. Maybe none of them. Because they're all the same type of player, and you've got multiples of them. I don't mind one or two in a pinch. Hey, desperate times. You've got some injuries. You've got you know Tyrone Taylor, a little bit of depth on, on the IL. You've got Colton Wong. You've got Lorenzo Cain. You've got these injuries, and I understand that. But you just threw out there five through nine in a really kind of a big game. Since he's coming, guys, they are. They're here. You needed to win this game today to tell Cincinnati, okay, yeah, you took the series, but you only are plus one in your climb to chase us. You only gained one game to chase us. Instead, they gained three but they're all the same type of player. Pena, this is the batting order today. Manny Pena, nothing against Pena, he's a backup catcher. What are you going to do? The backup catcher should not be your five-hole hitter. It should probably be seven or eight. But it went Pena, Peterson, Jace Peterson, Tim Lopes, Daniel Robertson, and your pitcher spot. And then you had a young leadoff hitter in Urias. I mean, that's just, that's nine, eight times, seven times out of 10. That's not going to work out. He knows it. You know it. I know it. Everyone knows it. So what do you do? Are you confident that he's going to take care of it? He's going to need some time to take care of it. That's for sure. Time for these guys to heal up and time to take care of it. Jackie Bradley Jr. We haven't really discussed too much of him today. Because that's my, you can talk about him. But my intent is just, I want just a little more time to go by. I'll I'll tell you, I'll lay it all out there, guys. I don't want to, but I will. Because it's been ugly. It's been awful. No No one should even try to disagree with that. In any way, shape, or form. It's June 16th, not April 16th. Uh, all right, so Sam, do you have – it was a three-game series uh, because of the pandemic wild card. So three-game series. Uh, in, that, in that game, too, who, do I have it right? Who was the cleanup hitter? It was Daniel Vogelback. Okay, who was the five? Ryan Healy. That's it. That's the one. Ryan Healy. You might have – he's just a clone of Jace Peterson, Tim Lopes, Daniel Robertson, <laughs> isn't he? He's the same guy. He's the same type of player. And he was your five hitter in an elimination game. What was that lineup? Leading off was Avisail Garcia. Christian Yelch is batting second that game. Jed Jerko hitting third in the lineup. And as we mentioned, he should be on this team right now. I mean, I guess. Vogelback, Healy, Ben Gamble hitting sixth. Orlando Arcia, Keston Hira, Tyrone Taylor, and then a couple other pinch hitters and all that. (laughs) Honestly. I mean, it's it's fairly comparable, isn't it? Who's the catcher? Catching that game was Narvaez. 
Yeah, so Omar was in there. But she, uh, that was Omar and Avi uh, not hitting. Oh, correction. Jacob year. Nottingham started. Omar Narvaez came in for, as a defensive okay. substitution. <laughs> There's another one. Whoa. <laughs> He's got to fix it. I, I, I'm pretty confident he will. Um, but, I, I, you know, obviously I can't guarantee that. But I'm fairly confident he will. 38 and 30 is nothing to sneeze at. Okay, I get it. Where my bar is, is the team. Not just a record, it's the team and how much better they could be and and actually should be. So you have what you have right now. It's 38 and 30. Uh, just a half game out right now, technically. Um, then you could be a game out by the end of the night tonight if the Cubs beat the Mets. But So I, I'm looking at the pitching both rotation and the bullpen. The bullpen, guys, a few bumps in the road, but they're pretty good. They really are. You've got some things in, in check here. And not just to compete. That's not See, that's the thing. That's not where my bar is. Just, just to compete. That pitching staff, both rot- rotation and bullpen, is way more than just compete. And then that top half of that offensive lineup is more than just compete. You've got to put some things together to get you to the World Series. And this year, if they do, I'm confident they can. I know it sounds crazy, but yes, they're close. He's he's David Stearns, Matt Arnold, in that front office, they need to seize this moment because that pitching is outstanding. And don't waste that. Now, we're going to hear from Craig Council coming up. We'll hear from Freddie Peralta coming up. If you guys want to jump in here, if I'm out of line, again, if I'm out of line, I, I get it. You can tell You can tell me. And that's the way I see it. Pena, Peterson, Robertson, Lopes, and, and your pitcher spot, did you really think there was going to be more offense here? Come on. All right, we'll take a break. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. They lose today 2-1. to one. They get swept by the Cincinnati Reds. We'll check the standings, too. We'll hear from Craig Council. And uh, a lot more still to come here on The Fan, 1250 AM and Odyssey Station. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Rami will be back here tomorrow. Brewers have a night game in Denver against the Colorado Rockies. So if you're tuning in to hear Rami Makloff, uh, you get him tomorrow. Sorry to uh, uh, interfere with the, with the Rami show. Um, he'll be talking some Bucks and some Brewers and some uh, Green Bay Packers tomorrow, I, I would imagine. Two to one, Brewers fall today. Uh, if you're on hold, we'll get to you right now because um, we'll get to council here in just a second as well. 26-man roster these days, and because there's somewhat of a, uh, I want to put this nicely, in the minor leagues, uh, there's somewhat of a lack of surplus of talent. 
David Stearns and Matt Arnold have been uh, in that front office subjected to going outside the organization to bridge the gap until the prospects that they do like or that are good can be additions to the major league roster. Makes sense. It does. And he's been doing a wonderful job doing it. Competing at, at a pretty high level the last three years into the playoffs. I think they'll get there again this year. 26-man roster this year. Now, this is off the top of my head. Uh, Sam, you've got it in front of you, but I've got three. Am I missing one? Now, Lorenzo Cain, okay, th- this is the outlier here. I'm talking about players that have been homegrown, drafted by the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, so I, you you kind of can count, but you kind of don't want to count them because they did trade him away younger. He had his heyday outside the organization, so he was pulled back in from the bulk of his career outside the organization. But if you want to count him, count him. Woodruff, Burns, Suter. Am I missing anybody? The only one that I think you're missing right now is Devin Williams, but that is it. Okay. Four of 26 on this roster. Now, I'm going to try over the weekend to go ahead and just just pilfer around to some some other 26-man rosters. I want to see how that compares to other teams around Major League Baseball. I think it would be an interesting sort of read. Now, that can be a good thing as he bridges the gap, as I said, to the prospects that are eligible, capable, and powerful enough to come up to the Major League level within the Brewers organization. It would be interesting. But boy, you know, the, the, these, these Billy McKinney's and, 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 and these types of Lopes and Robertson's and, and all these Ryan Healy's and all these guys, they all seem to, don't they seem to be sort of the same type of player? Just these utility guys, jackrabbits all the way around the diamond. Uh, you can play the outfield. Wow, they, they love their versatility. See, I'm letting it all hang out today. I am. You get swept by the Cincinnati Reds, a team that just wants you so bad that the timing was so right for the Cincinnati Reds to go after the Milwaukee Brewers. It it just it was the timing was perfect for them. I'm 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 laying it all out there, but doesn't it seem that these quote, wow, he's a versatile guy. We love our versatility here. How about this, Keston Hira? Although he's not versatile. He can't do worse than most of these hitters on this team at the bottom end. He can't. Let him work his troubles out here since you're not getting any production at all out of the other guys. In fact, in some cases, less than you were getting with Keston. Wouldn't it behoove the team to let him work his way through since you've got three or four guys that are doing worse than him at his worst portion of the season? I don't know. Just saying. Keston, if this continues, Keston needs to be back on this baseball team. All right, uh, let's go to Pete. Pete, you're next. You're on the fan here. What's happening? Hey, Tim. How's it going today? Uh, it's my been better. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, just getting sick of this garbage offense. I called you, you know, about a month ago when you were talking about, you know, you thought that the offense was going to snap out of it and they were going to get better. And they did. And, and, and I asked you, where? Where are they going to get better? And it's, I'm right. They, they're not. They're not going to get better. I get that. No, but they did. They guys. did for, for about two or three weeks. They, they actually did. Even, even against the Pirates, 
they won a game where they got, what, four hits? I mean, you, you, you got to hit right. the ball more. I, I, I get it that they scored some runs. I understand that. But that, that was just a false sense of security in the offense, and everybody kind of backed off Andy Haynes then for a little bit. But it, it's just there's nobody on this team that's – I mean, even Yelich has been terrible. I mean, he's missing fastballs right down the middle of the plate. And I know as of late, the last three or four games – he has been a little better, and I get that. And, you know, I give him something because he was out for, what, almost a month, basically, with that injury. And, you know, he, he does tend to start out slow. So he was only – he'd only played less than half the games in the season. So for him, he is starting to maybe come around. But you talk about Lorenzo Cain. Lorenzo Cain was hitting, what, 211 when he got hurt? It's not like he's going to be the savior. Uh, it's just, I, I, I don't know what kind of offense Stearns and Matt Arnold are trying to build here. I, I just don't understand what they are doing. It, you know, at some point, maybe Mark Antanasio has to get involved in this. And, and I know uh, because of last year with Corona and everything and not having fans in the stands, that cost the Brewers money. But you need to either suck it up then they should have they should have went out and got some free agents that could hit the ball. I'd rather have the Brewers spend their money on free agent, offensive players, and develop pitching because I'm not a big fan of giving pitchers big, huge long-term contracts. They never seem to work out. Of course, mm-hmm. with the Brewers, no big-term, long-term contract ever seems to work out. But <laughs> it's you know the second Yelich penned his name on that, he hit 220. So it, it just. It drives me absolutely nuts that they cannot go out and get anybody to come in. How is Jet Jericho even playing this year? I mean, I don't think so. And and I was a little miffed was, that they 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 didn't yeah. uh, they didn't sign him again to a one year deal. Exactly. He's a he's what a career two sixty hitter. And and Jackie Bradley Jr. I get it. He's a great defensive player. Great defensive player. He's going to save you five six runs a year. What if he costs you 40 at the plate because every time he's up, there's somebody on base, and he never drives them in? It's still a negative. He's you're, the worst. He's the, yeah. he's, he's the worst regular player uh, in baseball he's right now. He's, get, he's, he's the worst qualified hitter in baseball right now. Yeah, I, I just and I don't understand why everybody thought he was going to be this great pickup. He's a 230 career hitter who played for the Red Sox for, what, six or eight years? They didn't want him back. Here we go. Yeah, get get player. on the phone and call call West Virginia University. What are they? The Cavaliers or something? Are they the Cavaliers? I don't know what they are. West Virginia, uh, West Virginia. Jed Jerko's coaching at West Virginia. Jeez. Oh. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. We could really use him right now at either third or first base. Yeah, I no mean, doubt. No, no maybe, doubt. Maybe I, 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 Pete. Pete, I thought for a second there, all right, thanks for the call. I understand the frustration. I'm as, as frustrated as you are. Uh, I, I will say this. I thought for a second if you had Pena, this is five through nine, Pena, Peterson, Tim Lopes, Daniel Robertson, and the pitcher spot, that's five, six, seven, eight, nine, you might as well have gone all in and just put Pablo Reyes in there at third base for Urias and just went all in then. <laughs> you would have had you would have had four through through nine 
that were just, just not doing well. Just not good at all. You want to get one more in here, Sam? <laughs> all right. Oh, that's right. We got a couple of mics. Pick a mic. Mike, uh, real quick, we got to get to Craig Council. What's up? Mike. You got you got me? Shoot. Go ahead. Hold it a while. I'm going? Hey, yeah. I wanted to say, Tim, that uh, you're not a whiner. You're actually very sage in what you come up with. And as a matter of fact, I'd like to call David Stearns and ask him if he put you on his advisory board because a lot of the things you're saying needed to be said and need to be done. Three quick things. Uh, the problems are exacerbated by Yelich, our superstars doing nothing. I love JBJ, nice young man. I'll tell you what, I would give him two options. We're either going to waive you or we're going to send you down to the, the, the training site to get your head back on as a hitter. And why not Corey Ray and, uh, and make a trade, do something. Corey Ray is JBJ. We, we hit 40 points higher. That's that's why they signed JBJ was the ineffectiveness of Corey Ray because you're right they they are a similar type player, and and I appreciate the the comment. I hate saying this, Mike. Some of the stuff I'm saying on the air today, I, I just I it it doesn't honestly. You know I love my job, but when I got to get on my favorite team, I I live and breathe and eat Brewers. I I do. It's. It's my living and it's my passion. And I've said I'm a fan first and then I'll then I'll broadcast and do some shows and react and things like that, but it does pain me. I don't like getting on these guys. The my main point today. I appreciate you calling, Mike. My main point today was do not waste this pitching. This pitching isn't just Giovanni on a good year, guys. This isn't just Randy Wolf and Jeff Supon. Three of their last four starts, these two guys have been outstanding. This is legit at the top end of Major League Baseball. As we say that the Brewers you know, are at the bottom end of the offensive categories of Major League Baseball, these pitchers are at the top end win big category in Major League Baseball. You have to to seize that moment. And when I see these lineups out there like that, and I understand injuries are part of it, I, I, I get that. And maybe their hands are cuffed so much that, that this is all they can do. And this is a positive sport of baseball. You have to stay positive all the time. I heard uh, Bill Schroeder talking about that either today or yesterday. Now you you got to stay positive, and I, I, I get that. But if the results aren't there over extended periods of time and you have the one side of your team, the, the, the one side pitching, and even the defense has been decent. It has been pretty good. Daniel Vogelback has played a nice first base. Luis Urias has, has, has started to lock in a little bit on the infield. Your defense has been okay. It's a little shaky at times. I would like to see more double plays. Always seems to be a little glitch or hitch in the get-along on a double play. Someone's hesitating or bobbling. But your pitching and your defense is worthy to go deep run and get you, if not in the World Series, damn close to it. And instead, we have to have 42 strikeouts in three games against a, against a pitching staff that's, yeah, they're good. They're pretty good. The one dude had a 6-4. How good is that? So... Yeah, I think you. That's what bugs me more because because the offense is so bad. 
I'm, I'm sorry, because the pitching is so good, the, the lack of off bugs me even more. Does that make sense, Sam? I agree. That's, that's the part of it that gets me. The pitching is so freaking good. And now we got to sit here and lose two zip, two zip, two one, two one. Constantly, all season long, three two, four three, three one, two one, two zip, two zip. It's nauseating how many two zip losses they've had and how many two one losses they've had. That's the offense. How many more wins could they have? I, honestly, <clears throat> doesn't sound like many, but in the game of baseball, it's a lot th- through June 16th. If I told you that this m- mediocre offense, well, I don't know if they're even mediocre at this point. They're pretty bad. With a mediocre offense or slightly below average offense, <laughs> how's that? They'd have four additional wins. That's a big number. Guys, it's a huge number right now. They're 38 and 30. Add four to the win column, subtract four from the loss. 42 and 26. Think about that. With just four additional wins, 40, you're creeping up on 20 games over 500 with just four wins. If your offense was below average, that's why I'm perturbed today. And now there's two guys that get the stay of execution for what it's worth. I don't think they, they give a rip, but I will, I will bring it into this microphone in two weeks and let's see where they're at. Let's see where they're at on July 1st. July 1st is a big calendar date in the game of baseball. There's enough sample size where you can't pick it apart. You, you can't say it's, it, it's in any way, shape, or form. They say baseball is measured in, in long windows of time. Okay, get to July 1st. That takes that long window of time, and we've got it. Now it's official, clearly official. No one's going to say anything about it. There's two, two. Who do you think they are, Sam? There's two people. July 1st, that are on the Timometer. And the Timometer temperature is getting up there. Oh, let me guess. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr.? Bingo. And the second one. Daniel Vogelback, maybe? Uh-uh. Yelich. Ah. Uh. It's Yelich. Time. It's, it's almost time, Christian. It's almost time. You're a stud in this game. You are a stud. We've seen it. Everyone's seen it. You've received the awards for it. You got the money for it. Let's have a conversation on July 1st then. If June 1st wasn't good enough, I don't know if you've noticed that, that I uh, particularly uh, uh, planned on that, specifically planned on that, on June 1st, to just open the the dialogue of the Christian Yelich conversation. And I got a little flack for it. Okay, fair enough. I'll give you another month. That's That's a long time. Running around, made a nice grab in the outfield today. You're you're, you're uh, uh, attempting to steal bases, but I'll give you two more weeks. I think that's way more than fair. You seem to be playing every day. You're getting your base hits. You're getting your walks. That's a mark of a great hitter. It is. When when you're at at your lowest and you're getting base hits and walks, that is the mark of a great hitter. 
But also the mark of a great hitter is game-changing swings, game-changing series, big moments, immediate victories. Made a nice throw today, although Winker didn't slide particularly well. But okay. It's been a rough 36 hours of sports, Sam, in Milwaukee, hasn't it? Oh, you're telling me. (laughs) Oh, boy. Things will get better. They will. Bucks and Brewers both win tomorrow. See, there there it is, the positive uh, attitude. All right, let's hear from Craig Council. If you guys want to jump in here, I'll I'll save some room for you uh, till 6 o'clock. I'll try and squeeze you in here. We got to hear from Craig Council. His team was just swept by the Cincinnati Reds. Now things are looking uh, well, a little tighter in the NL Central as the Brewers fall in Game Three. Here gets swept by the Reds. Let's hear from the Brewers manager. Craig, after the offense really scored you a bunch of runs in the games leading up to this series, were, were you surprised the Reds pitchers were able to keep your guys down for three straight games the way they did? Um. Well, I mean. I don't know. They pitched well. Um, Tyler Maley's having a really good year. Um, I, I thought he pitched really well today. His fastball uh, was was really good and really well located. Uh, consistently threw it up. Never never made mistakes down in the zone. Um, so the guy the guy pitched good today. What, Craig, what did you think of uh, Freddie overall? A lot to like. I, th- I mean, he, he gave up, you know, seven strong innings. And, and um, you know, he just – unfortunately, they hit two balls in the wrong place for us with with a man on base, and, and that got him both runs. So, he he pitched very, very well. Um, very efficient, with seven strong innings. Um, you know, he, he gave us a great chance to win. For Freddie to have no walks too, Craig, I think Will noted that for the first time this season. Um, is, that, yeah. is that really good for him, part of the efficiency? No, I, I mean, I think it's a uh, – yeah, it's, it's always a good sign. Um, that, that's what lets you get deeper in the game for Freddie. I mean, his stuff – we know his stuff plays in the strike zone, and the fact that he – that a sign that he's commanding it, um, you know, is even better. So, um, you know, just a, another step and a, a really good performance. On that second play at the plate, um, from your vantage point, did, did you think the, there was a chance that, that throw from Robertson, I guess, hit him or at least bounced, but it uh, looked like it was going to be a close play? Yeah, it, would, it was. That one we had a chance at. I, I think the kind of the throw and the, the, the ball got kind of behind Vought, behind the, the runner from, from Manny's perspective. And so he, he just couldn't get a good view of it with, with him kind of standing up and then sliding in. So it, was, it would have been really, really bang, bang, and probably took an absolutely perfect throw to get him. Craig, coming in, what's the report on Robertson's arm? You like him over there on the left side of the infield. He, he does have a, a strong, accurate arm at his best, right? Yeah, I mean, he got off a good throw on the second one. The first one, I'm not, I'm not sure we had a chance on the first one, uh, regardless. Um, but like I said, I mean, we just, you know, you, you I thought we did him all right. The first one, the, the throw bounced, so that that kind of wants to throw bounce. Once Yelly's throw bounced, I didn't think we had a chance necessarily. 
Second one, the throw, like I said, it just got a little bit behind the runner that made it difficult for Manny to get. Craig, is there any sense right now that um, you guys might be able to get Colton back as early as tomorrow? And it, whenever you do, uh, what kind of um, you know spark do you think that might give you or flexibility it might give you to um, you know lengthen that lineup up a little bit? Yeah, I mean, at this point, we're, we're going to get Colton back in the Colorado series. I don't know what day yet. Um, and, yeah, we, look, we've, we're missing, you know, we've, we've lost essentially, you know, four guys that have been major, pretty big offensive contributors. So, you know, that, that there's a carryover effect to that. Um, and, and we're also in a stretch where we're, we're just poor playing every day. And, and so um, we're, we're – trying to cycle through rest and some guys that, that frankly need, need, need a day. Um, so, you know, if we can get back to adding one of our guys that, you know, is going to be in there a significant amount that, that obviously, of course, it's going to help us. Craig, one good thing on this homestand, it seems was Yelich's availability. It seems like it's really good right now. You feel like he's in a, a good place, even now that you're a little deep into this stretch of playing a bunch. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, this, this feels like we're kind of back to a normal season with him. Now that, you know, I still think we've got to be cautious of, of the back and, and it, and in, in other seasons and 18 and 19, it, it has popped up on him. Um, but right now, uh, he's, he's managing it very well. Um, and so we, we kind of treat him like, you know, those years, but we, we still, those, they're going to be off days. Um, but, I, th I think he's in a good place as far as being being out there regularly. There's always off days with a Craig Council-led team, isn't there? I mean, th just off the top of my head, and I'll, I'll do a little digging tonight and tomorrow morning. Uh, it just seems like Omar gets a little more time off than I than I I would give him. I mean, he's he's the best hitter on this team when you when you look at it. So. I don't know. It just seems like Omar. But the good news there, Colton Wong will be activated in the next couple of days. The the uh, Colorado Rockies series starts tomorrow. Wouldn't you know it, the timing might not be good to face the Rockies. They're not a good team. They just swept the San Diego Padres. Hmm. Figures. Sapella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. I will go inside the clubhouse. Freddie Peralta, another outstanding performance. Is he the Brewers or a Brewers all-star? We'll talk about that next here on The Fan. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262 703 3,500. Brewers fall today 2-1. Again, they get swept by the Cincinnati Reds. And, man, time just flew by this afternoon on this on this show. Almost two hours of, oh, boy. Um, and in, in a weird way, again, it's fun, despite how, how bad the Brewers' offense did in this series. 42 strikeouts, 13 hits in the entire series and just four runs. Pitching. Pitching, pitching, pitching. This is how the Brewers are 38-30. and 30. Part of it, Freddie Peralta. Let's get a couple of comments from Freddie. Freddie, we had asked you the other day about how your last start was cut short by rain. Did you yeah, feel especially yeah. strong today because of that? Yeah, I was feeling really good today. 
Hey, Freddie, um, no walks. I think this was the first time this year without issuing a walk. Did you feel pretty good about your command? How do you think you, how do you think that was for you? Uh, yeah, I feel really good about it. And it's something that I've been working in. Uh, in. It doesn't matter that I don't going to have games with walks, but uh, it's really good. It makes me feel really good when I pitch a game and, and I don't have, I don't walk like today. Uh, it's really good for me. Freddie, was it anything different for you in terms of your game plan for the lineup, seeing them a third time? Uh, or what, else, uh, what we were doing today, Manny and me, and we read in the swing and trying to uh, make quick outs. Uh, I wasn't thinking about strikeouts, just soft contacts, and that's that's what happens today. A lot of soft contacts and quick outs. Yeah, I think he only had one, maybe one three-ball count in this performance. He's outstanding, man. That is uh, another level for Freddie Peralta. If he can get a little more consistent on being on the attack, you saw that graduation mark with Brandon Woodruff as he just gets on the attack and he can get balls in play and get some quick outs. Ah, this that, that part of this Milwaukee Brewers squad is fun. Woody Burns, Peralta, Hauser. All right, uh, Sam, uh, taking a look ahead as uh, the Cubs uh, and the Mets are about to uh, fire up their game tonight, but uh, what else happened in the Central? Else in the Central today, the Cardinals walk off against the Miami Marlins, one to nothing. Yadier Molina, RBI walk-off single, and the Pirates are currently losing to the Nationals, 3-1, to one, top of the ninth right now. Okay, and Woody, speaking of which, on the mound for the crew tomorrow, game one of a four-game set against the Rockies. Correct. Yeah, yeah, that that. Well, Woody needs to. He's the stopper, so stop a losing streak, right where it's at now. Thirty-eight and thirty after the loss. Let's uh, talk more tomorrow. First pitch, seven forty after the last pitch. You make the switch here. Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin post-game show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Thanks uh, for Rami for moving out of here and letting us talk some Brewers baseball. Bucks and Brewers in action tomorrow, and we'll be talking both here on The Fan. For Sam Schmitz, my name is Tim Allen. There'll be better results. There'll be better days. And remember, smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.